How dare you? How dare you? Yes. Can we start? Can we start? Can we start? It's nowhere to be found. <laughs> nowhere to be found. You know, this is the this is the Queen's world. We're just living in it. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. what it is. That's true. That's fine. That's totally fine. How are you today, Raymond? I'm great. How are you? I'm really well. Really well. You look really good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, just keeping tabs on the old uh, on the old uh, ferry situation. Make sure I can get back to the mainland, and I think, uh, we'll be back down to civilization at some point. That's good. I think Bill was the one that called in those threats just so you couldn't get off the island. That's just my opinion. They're not threats when they come from the queen. They're promises. <laughs> That's true. Click clack, motherfucker. Click clack. Hello, Billiam. Boys. Queen. How's it going? <laughs> okay. I first, of course, allow me to apologize for uh, any type of scheduling um, mishaps or uh, anything that. Yeah, we better hurry the fuck up. It's a good game. It's my fault. I understand. Okay. We will hurry the fuck up. Okay. Fine. We apologize. Sorry. Sorry. We apologize. I'm sorry, Queen. Uh, this is the Queen, Sports Show. Let's Friday just talk like this. Bruce okay, Game starts this is, this in 30 minutes. Some Sports Show Friday headlines. Uh, it's June. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> fucking queen no i saw when i saw it, dude i came back to my desk and i literally there was like 15 texts and i scrolled up a little bit and i just saw the time and i was like okay and then i fucking i left where it no was time it, i thought it was a time but when i reread it back it was like 17 whatever so i mean i at work i use military time so i just fucking read it off oh, 17 no. whatever i you know it's not it wasn't that time but still so I, what's no, 17 15 in military time five o'clock you five fifteen. <laughs> No, but I just saw the seven, so I just thought it was a fucking. I was like, whatever, I'm good. Okay, oh. okay, you. Welcome fat to the fuck. bottom of the totem pole, bitch. <laughs> uh, speaking of the bottom, nope, damn it. Um, uh, this is great. White Birch Brewing. That's a segue. White Birch Brewing, of course. This is this is the Zoomine Sports Show, so you know it's brought to you by White Birch. This is the Friday show, so you know we're drinking. Bill's uh, smoking. Uh, that's what he does. Uh, if you're not drinking White Birch, there's a problem. Head on down to the brewery. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Are those white owls? No? No, it's a palm leaf. Oh, excellent. Even better. Like a, a palm tree leaf. Nice. Well, you could probably head on down to the brewery and smoke that outdoors. They got great outside seating. They mm-hmm. got great indoor seating. Right down there in Nashville Ray Address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Get on down there. Get your merchandise. Get your beers. Get your sours. Get your IPAs. Uh, the weather is uh, going to straighten up here. It's going to warm up. It's been... Uh, it's been tasty it'll be get a little bit better gonna be a uh, 90 all weekend yeah it's gonna be a hot one so go get the good stuff uh and if you can't get down to the brewery then get it at your local beer store and uh, wherever you get it tell them some minds boys sent you all right uh you know we record this on thursday obviously it's game three of the bruins that's what's all on our minds right now but we can't start there we have to start with the breaking news the bombshell that hit boston sport yesterday and i know that you know basketball is is lower on the list than the fucking palm leaf that he's smoking right now in billy the queen's <laughs> eyes but i'm sorry bill when the GM of the Celtics retires, quote unquote, retires after 18 years, we're going to have to talk about it, especially with the hubbub around it and Brad Stevens being fired and then promoted all in one fell swoop. Um, so I, 
Billy Rambles, try not to take every single one of the points on the email that you haven't read yet. I just want, I just want, (laughs) (laughs) I just got home. I'm sorry. I just want your overall first impressions when it hit, when Woj busted that out yesterday morning and right after, you know, the first one was Danny Ainge is expecting to, uh, whatever it said, not, you know, continue his tenure as settled president, not 20 minutes later, Brad Stevens is expected to take the role of president and look for the new coach. I mean, it's been being called a seismic move. I didn't, I didn't think of it. I just kind of, I almost honestly kind of expected it. I won't go too far into it, but that's a big, this is big. This is a big move for the Celtics. My first impressions, it would be like the first time Ray got a boner. And then 20 minutes later, it just went soft. That's how I felt about this. This I wanted without completion, without completion. Yeah. That, that's how disappointed I was, you know, and it just, I wanted Stevens gone. If you're going to get rid of Ainge too, like I was happy to hear Ainge gone. I think we've been all been basically calling for it. I've been calling it for a few weeks now. I want total and utter change. Top to bottom. I did not expect Brad Stevens, who has not no front office experience in the NBA, which also scares me. And him moving into the GM role in a prominent role now, ugh, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I really hate it. I wanted him gone. Now he's burnt out with in coaching. Dude, he's barely older than me. Shut the fuck up. You got burnt out by the bubble, dude. He's not even what he's 42, 43 year old coach. Like you can't be fucking burnt out. Come on. Come on. And just, I just think it was an excuse. I think you had said it too, Rich. It was, they're owing him about 40 million bucks. You're yeah, going to eat we, that. We don't the, know the, the co- contract, but we know the coaches that- get every single fucking penny of that deal. Even yeah. if they get another job, the other team doesn't pay for it. Okay. Well, all right. I'm going to stop here. Cause you're on the verge of Billy rambles. We'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, Ray, your initial reaction um, when you heard it um, Wednesday. Happy. Celtics need to change. We've been saying that for a while. We've all been calling for Brad's head for a couple of years now. So it was nice to see that they got rid of Danny. I think it's more of the, uh, what he's been saying on the golf course kind of thing. And what came out two years ago, like the uh, whole racist thing, you know, like the players, he doesn't really value their opinions. They're kind of like entertainers. You know, right, well, let's flesh that out if you're going to bring it up. So uh, the, there was audio that was brought to light from two years ago. This was before George Floyd and, Black Lives Matter was around, but it, it you know, obviously wasn't this big. that yeah. social injustice movement has really taken on a huge life of its own the last several years. This was before Especially that. In the NBA. And um, the question was phrased to Danny Ainge, something about, uh, damn it, about no. politics. It was something about politics. Yeah, it was, it was the kneeling thing. Remember when they it was the same time Trump came out with that? It was all right around there. This is not in the email, Ray. This was not in the goddamn email. I'm not prepared to speak on it. I can't go Billy off the cups. So the bottom line is what he said was, I don't listen. I don't, I basically don't listen to the players and that Hollywood uh, PC drama. And uh, it didn't get any play really back then. And uh, now it is coming on the heels of him saying he hasn't heard anything racist in 26 years coming on the heels of him, of Kyrie saying all Boston fans are racist. So uh, let's not go into that any deeper than we need to. That's what you were talking about. Yes, sir. So I think that's what the reason why he is retiring, stepping down, whatever. I think it's just a black eye for the Celtics organization. So Wick got rid of that. Uh, Having Brad come into the front office, being the president of basketball operations, terrible move. Uh, He coached at a small university at Butler in Indiana. So he has real no getting these superstars or gauging these athletes. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a bad look, but I think it's just going to be a transition piece for him because he's owed so much money. So yeah, I think it's a one or two year thing and then he'll be gone going back to college or to another irrelevant team. 
I hope someone picks him out of the front office. I mean, it sounds like, you know, something this could be a one and done. <laughs> Scratching your tit on the camera. Nice <laughs> belly. What, what do I? <laughs> hey, this is uh, fucking 187 pounds, baby. I am fucking skinny. All right, whatever. <laughs> what were you saying? All I saw you scratching your nip. Sorry, it fucking itched, dude. I, I, you have to go under, not over. I guess. Always. Anyway, anyways, claws. anyways, I just hope someone like a coach needs a coach in the league, and, and then you could trade him. Trade him like Doc Rivers got traded with first round pick. Anything, just get him off the books. Trade his contract. Trade all that shit. It's happened in the NBA before. He's gonna get that urge to go coach again. You don't get. He got burnt out by the bubble. You know, he's still a young coach. He had some success in the NBA. Don't look at his playoff record, but he's had success in the NBA. So, I mean, again, if he was on the open market, he'd be the first coach people are after. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the thing about Brad Stevens. He's had, look, um, I know that this has been a heavy fire Brad train and he probably deserved to lose his job because he probably lost the locker room. It was clear they weren't playing for him, but let's, let's call it what it is. Same thing for Danny. These guys were good at their jobs for a really long time. I mean, uh, yeah, Brad Stevens has slightly under, I think he's one or two games under 500 in the playoffs. That's with teams with Isaiah Thomas as your best player who he made into an MVP caliber player at five foot eight. You know, he, he went to the Eastern conference finals with, with overachieving teams three or four times, he had one bubble team that underachieved. And obviously this past year was awful. So Brad Stevens was a really good coach for the Celtics when they needed him to, to rebuild their program. Danny Ainge has been a really good GM in his tenure. I don't, I mean, bring me someone who's been better, Pat Riley, maybe Sam Presti, but he doesn't have a championship. So in, in Danny Ainge's tenure, he might've been the best GM in the league. It's a, it's a uh, conversation. you for- can have. Houston, uh, not Houston, but uh, R.J. Buford or whatever it was down in um, San Antonio, right? I forget who or with David Griffin was down there too. Yeah, yeah. I don't was, even remember who that because that team was was Pop's team. That's the way I think of it. I yeah, but they draft. I mean, if you want to compare, it's true. No, it's true. The uh, drafting they did with Ginobili, all those guys, Tony Parker, yeah, they stashed. I guess my point is, it's a conversation that be that can be had, and and now you know the whole the whole city of Boston is cheering that Danny Ainge is gone. I, you know, I just, that was my first initial reaction was, okay, it makes sense. I think it was time for him to go burning take care. That's been going in the last 24 hours since this is Danny quit. Danny wasn't fired. I don't think Wick had the balls or, or the gumption to fire Danny. I also don't think he had the gumption to fire Brad. I think Danny quit and he was put in a position. And, and let me tell you why Danny quit. He got burnt. He got burnt out. But yeah. since Kyrie neutered him, it has been a downward spiral. He noticed it. I don't know if he's done with the game of basketball. He's only 62. Obviously, he has some heart shit going on. But he quit. And, and the reports were in Tony Mazur reported this that <laughs> after at the trade deadline, they had started talking about it and started looking for his replacement. That's not coming from Wick. You don't let if you're the owner of the team, you don't let your GM make a trade with that trade exception. If you don't think he's coming back, then if right. you're not planning to bring him back. So all the dots for me point to Danny's Danny said, I, I quit and not retire. Those are two different things. He fucking quit on the he Celtics because he knew that he couldn't do it. I, I think he realized that he was, it was beyond him, at least with this team. So we'll see what happens with him moving forward. Utah, but, Utah next year. Boom. I think okay, so we bought a place in Utah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, you might he's be right. from Utah. He went to BYU. Yeah. Um, so hold on. I got one. Wives, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's Mormon. Leave him alone. Anyways, I think one of the biggest thing too is I think the players are kind of pissed. Out. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah because it was the, it was the comments that he made where it's like, we're not a championship team. You know, he starts making, or not a championship roster. Right. So there's a lot of talk now since yesterday that like the players just fucking started tuning them out. They weren't kind of uh, into listen to anything he was saying. They didn't give a shit. They, they quit team fucking yeah. quit. They quit if, on I, the they, organization. Yes. Yeah, they did. And that, that was one of the driving reasons. I mean, yeah, they didn't have a championship team and I, or a roster, I should say. And I don't think his comments were that bad. Like it was more like you touch on rich. We're talking about this morning. It was more putting emphasis on himself. Like I didn't do a good enough job, but the, yeah. the players took it like as disrespect. So they basically said, fuck you. Jalen Brown. I guarantee guts that shit out. If Ainge doesn't make that shit. Cause then you have faith. You, you got to have a GM that's putting faith in you. And those comments with young fucking kids, when you're that's disrespect, the yeah. old veterans might see it, but the, the young kids, that's disrespect to them. I can go both ways in that. And I also probably think it's why Danny quit. Cause he's like, either fuck these kids. I can't, you know, when, when those reports came out that uh, Tatum and the team were uh, upset or felt disrespected by Wick Grossbeck and Denny Ainge's comments and Mike Gorman's comments that they were not playing up to stuff. Uh, go look at the tape. Fuck bags. You quit. You quit. On the, on your own team, you weren't giving it your all. They were they were totally in the right to say those things about you. But I understand this is this is where I'm having a hard time kind of coming to terms with the Brad Stevens and the whole goddamn thing because I don't want the NBA to be that way, but I know that it is. I don't want the players to have as much control and power as they do because I think it I think it's leading to a really bad league and a really bad product. You know, it's so soft. One it's, of the reasons I dislike it, dude. I the Celtics it. went out with the Nets after they lost and partied in Brooklyn with them. Was that after true? After they lost the that series. That was true. I, I heard think that, it was confirmed. I... It might still be rumors, but fuck yeah, it. I we mean, were that's a rumor what... game. Yeah, I heard that too. I mean, it's like, dude, they were all dapping it up after after you just got ran Kyrie over. Disrespected your whole, I know that again, not to go back to this, but Kyrie disrespected your franchise in a sports way. I know it's not that big a deal. Stomp on the logo. I get it. Don't don't overreact. I get it. But we've talked about this as a competitor. Like, I'm not okay with that. Like, in, no, so me either. That's even bullshit. if you're not that pissed at him, like, don't go dap him up on the court. Like he was fucking dry humping Rob Williams. Like. Come on, guys. Show no, your recruits. No, dude, bro. It's like the 07 uh, Patriots partying with the fucking Giants after that Super Bowl at their Super Bowl party. Like, come on, dude. I get it. You're all friends after, but dude, you just went through a fucking a series and now you're like best friends. You, they just fucking ran you over. Have some respect for yourself and leave these fucking guys alone. Now you're yeah. partying with all these baby back fucking bitches out there in Jersey or the where the fuck Brooklyn. Dude, that pisses me off more than fucking anything, truthfully. So it just Ray, shows you the kind of character we have on Celtics team. Ray, let me tie that back into the events of Wednesday and Denny Ainge getting fired or quitting and Brad Stevens being given the job. I, I, I think it's money. Uh, but I also, again, this all goes back to Wick. This is what not a lot of people are talking about in the media. Wick grows back came out and said these are our guys i love these guys and i think that's true like we've given him shit in the past for being a fanboy and not being not having the balls to make the right moves but now all of a sudden we want to slam him for making this move no you can't really have it both ways in my eyes i think that he loves brad stevens but i also think he's probably not a dumb man and noticed that the that the team is not responding but I think he honestly respects and, and loves Brad Stevens as a basketball person and wants him in his organization. And, oh, by the way, I owe him $40 million. Yeah. So when Danny Ainge came up to him and said, I'm done, they went out in the league and they looked for, for different for front office people. That's reported. That's fact. And they landed on bringing Brad Stevens up here probably because of the way this season finished, right? 
like if, if they went out and they competed and and made a comeback and the players look re rejuvenated uh, juvenated thank you um do you think brad stevens is not the coach of this team no i think like, no matter if, what i think this, i think honestly i think that wick is listening to jason and uh Jalen and seeing what they want. And I don't think Brad Stevens is part of their plan. So I think it's actually starting to come with the ownership listening to these players because it is a player's league, no matter how we think about it. It's a player's league. So I think Wick's listening to them and saying, you know, what would you guys like going forward? Danny out. Boom. Okay. We'll do that. Now, Brad, I don't think he's going to be the coach. We need someone that's been in the league before played. We need a player's coach, blah, blah, blah. Well, Brad, like you said, still beloved by Wick. I'll give you a position wait till you find something or we can trade you or you find a college coaching gig that's more deserving for your title. Boom. There you go. So I think that's what's happening now. I think it's actually the Jays are actually getting with their way. Yeah. It does smell a little bit fishy. You know, it's not unprecedented. Um, Riley did it. Ainge did it. Ainge went from coaching. A day after though, a day after the season ended. That's, that's the crazy. Uh, Well, the Celtics picked Danny out of of Phoenix. He picked, they picked him out of the Phoenix organization. And yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying how fast this is going. He coached, he coached them, and then he moved upstairs. Yeah, I, think I know. He was just I get like it. a low-level GM guy. But yeah. It's not terribly um, – yes, I understand. The, so the other thing to take into consideration is the Celtics organization, the way that they're run, the way they like to run. They like to keep it in sync. I think the idea of firing their head coach and GM on the same day and then going on a total search to completely flip their entire organization – was not something that the Celtics are, or we're going to do. It, it's just yeah. completely something that they've never done. Now, <clears throat> that's all to say that I, I don't think Brett Stevens does not have the end all be all say like Danny Ainge did. He might have the title, but he doesn't have it. Wick Grossbeck's going to say, and uh, who's the other guy? P- Pegs, uh, Peg Gliano. Yeah. Isn't he like a senator or some? He was in something yeah, like that, wasn't he? Yeah. Either way, he's, uh, I don't know if he's technically minority owner, but he's certainly not Wick. He's he's the face of the franchise in terms of the ownership. So it's going to be Wick. It's going to be Mike Zarin, who's still there. Austin Ainge is the leader in the scouting department. Um, all of the I mean, they're going to keep keep all of the coaching staff that wants to stay. It's Brad's coaching staff. He's not laying those guys off. No. Um, and whoever they hire, it's just going to be a melding of what's there versus what's coming in. My question is, I think Wick likes Brad. So I think he's going to give him some real responsibility. My question is, does Brad I, fuck the experience, whatever. I think he's a great basketball mind. I think he can go ID what needs to be done. Does he have the balls to do it? Can he, does he have the balls to go? Hey, Marcus, Peace out, dude. You've been a fucking thorn in my side for six, eight years. I need you need to go. Jalen says you need to go. Peace. Uh, can he go negotiate a contract, a, a trade for Kemba Walker's shitty contract, the worst contract in the league? Can, minus uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, class Gordon out there. And, and, I, I would take that contract right now over Kemba. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, fucking care. Isn't that the biggest question, though? Can, can Now it's can Brad do the job? How much of the job is he expected to do? Um, we'll get into the, to the coach here, and then we'll finish up on who the coach should be. But in terms of just the work, like, okay, sen- sensationalizing move. Danny Age is gone. Brad Stevens is now the president. Now he has to do the work. I, the, the biggest question is Kenny. Gee, golly, guys, I think I'm going to have to trade your contract. (laughs) Fuck you. All right. Sorry. Sorry there, there, Marcus. Yep, you can come back. No problem. You can't have the balls to do this, man. This is not his job for him. This is not going to go well. We'll see. Uh, uh, Bill, you have any thoughts on the next coach? It's got to be a player, ex-player. 
you know, Evan Turner. No, I don't care what Jason Tatum's saying. I, I, I really think. I kind of think that was a joke. So I don't interrupt you, but I kind of think that was a fucking joke. It probably was. Evan Tanner, Hope- Turner has hinted that he wants to come back and play. So yeah, no, I mean, I, either way, yeah, I, I, I like, I like a Sam Cassell. I know he's been a coach around the league. I think he's been on Rivers staff too recently. And he's uh, been. A, sorry to keep interrupting you, but give you the facts. He's been a coach since after the 08 Celtics won. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been on, he's been an assistant on staffs. Did the Celtics hire him? Yes. Yeah, he went he, to he coached with Doc. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's in Philly with Doc right now. Yeah. Like I, I lean more towards him. I, you know, Chauncey Billups. You know, that's been a name that's been kind of getting steam around the league. You know, if I'm not mistaken, he he uh, interviewed with the Clippers or one of the. Uh, I think big, he's biggest. on the Clippers staff. Yeah, but he had interviewed for a couple yes. head coaching jobs. I don't remember. They were big names, the Lakers or some shit. I don't remember. Anyways, but, yeah, I want a former player. I want a guy, especially a guy like Chauncey Billups or Sam Cassell. Those guys were fucking pricks on the court. Yeah, I like and both And they're going to be pricks to their players. They were the number one spots on my list. Ray, I'd like to just quickly revert back to when uh, all this went down and just get the first uh, people on your list. Can you give me the official bottom the of the one. totem pole? Of I wasn't dumb. the only one. <laughs> just the official oh. bottom of the totem pole of dumb hierarchy of the next Boston Celtics coach. I want Kevin Garnett. I want Kevin Garnett. Did you hear his? Did you see like what he wrote today? Yeah, or to something? the email. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they it. asked him, do you want to be a coach? You went, hell nah. no. <laughs> I want to buy a motherfucking team. That's what it's basically what I said. Just not as cool as Kevin Garnett. Yeah. When Ray texted me that I, this is how I know I have a problem. Like internally, I have a, like an anger problem. Cause when Ray texted me, Kevin Garnett and Jason Kidd, oh, I physically was fucking angry in my body from that. Just those texts. So salty. So, so Jason, li- better be get Jason Kidd mouth. off your fucking lips. When you're talking about the Celtics coach, do not let that happen. And Kevin Garnett, I, yes, I love the guy. I've written many bl- couple blogs on bring him into the organization one way or another to be the resident bad motherfucker that gets the gets in these people's faces, Jason Tatum. But no, he's not a coach. He wants to buy a fucking franchise. He's let him buy coach. like five or ten percent of the Celtics. That's what bring I'm him on as a bring yeah. on, bring him on as a fucking owner, dude. That'd be sick. You want him in there? Go, but. I can Lloyd I throw Pierce, one more? Can I throw Lloyd one more? Lloyd Pierce is gaining steam, right? I don't know much about him, but he's he's failed in Atlanta. Um, he's had some really nice things to say about the Celtics on NBA TV today. <laughs> yeah, that happened weird. to be on TV. I yeah, I knew he put coach in Atlanta. I just didn't know when. I don't. Yeah, know, I, I don't know I, much about a, a lot of these guys. I just I want to either. form a player. That's all I. Okay, want. well, let me throw uh, some other ones at you that don't fit this bill at all. Two more of these that I just think would be cool. Becky Hammond and Carol Lawson. Yeah, they were mentioned on the radio this morning. Becky Hammond's a fucking beast down in San Antonio and, right and now. And I guess the players love Carol Lawson. They love Carol Lawson. They and love Becky got, Hammond too. And their uh, season got canceled this year for the women's basketball. So I mean, you, they said it would check a lot of boxes. You know, the, so I mean, if they predicted it, predicted it that it would be Carol Lawson. I heard it on the radio this morning too. But anyways, yeah, it's all coming from the same shit. But yeah, I, I think I mean, that'd be I don't fucking know enough cool. I don't know enough about her, but if, if the players respect her and, and Becky, <laughs> Marcus Becky, Smart. Becky don't Hammond, nothing, bitch tits. <laughs> I mean, Becky Hammond could be a, a real, he should be a real candidate at this point. I mean, first she's everyone a, to actually coach it to be head coach on the court. Right. I think pop got himself ejected on purpose. On purpose. Could, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, he, so I happy too. he's the fucking greatest coach of all time. Yeah. He's Anyways, awesome. so, but I mean, that would check a lot of boxing and learning under her, uh, him. You know, I mean that that's, and she was a great, at WWE player, hall of famer. Great college yeah. player. So, I mean, I take it. And I think where it's a shot, it's worth I think that Jalen, I think, you know, obviously 
the first woman head coach is going to bring a lot of pressure, a lot of steam. But I think a guy like Jalen Brown is, I agree. I think like a guy like Marcus Smart, you got to get out of here. I'm not yeah. saying he's misogynistic or sexist or anything like that. I just think he's a fucking tool. But I think Jalen Brown's kind of like a really good mind, a young, good mind to take that on from a leadership perspective of, yeah, we have the first woman head coach. I respect her and, and I'm going to do what she says because she's my coach type of guy, Is you know, sleeping? where I don't think that could land a lot in a lot of places in the NBA. Checking on the game, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll get there, Bill. Only a couple more minutes. Um, well, that was baseball. Sorry. Okay. Well, we'll get there too quickly. Not a lot to talk about in the Bruins. Last thoughts, last thoughts here. Obviously we got to, I think let a lot of this kind of settle see what happens, see if they bring anybody else into the front office to help out in that role. But I think, look, Mike Zarin has been pegged as the next guy for like 10 years. Uh, people call him a genius around there. He's, he's a name that's getting a lot of Is he the right now. assistant GM? Yes. Okay. Um, so he, uh, don't be surprised if Mike Zarin gets the GM title. And what Brad is Stevens. he pr- president of basketball operations? Is that yeah. what Steven is now? Okay. Yeah. So when you get paid $7 million a year, uh, yeah, he's got to be the one of the highest. You need paid, a title. You need a title. Be one of the highest paid GMs in the league, or whatever the fuck you want. He's got to be, man. He's got to be. be. How so, much was Ainge making? I don't, I don't know. I don't think you get that type of information. But um, all right. Well, yeah, that's a good rehash. I think we're all on the same page there. It's a little bit fishy, but uh, but that was a lot. Of, I think it was a lot of negative talk. I think it's good. I think it's it's most, a shakeup we needed. I think it's mostly good. It's right? a shakeup we needed if they land the right coach. We wanted a shakeup, and that's what we got. Yeah, a shakeup. It's a shakeup, but I don't know if it's the right guy. But a shakeup's a shakeup, and maybe it's fucking just start something. We all wanted it, and that's what we got. Maybe it's like a maybe Wick was like, "Hey, Brad, we're gonna put you in the two ten room. We're gonna say you're the president of basketball operations, but you're not gonna do anything. You're just gonna sit there, okay?" Jesus Christ, <laughs> that might be the case. That might be the case. <laughs> I. I <laughs> I don't want to follow that up with the real take, but uh, <laughs> I, I think Jalen and Jason respect Brad Stevens. I just think they're sick of listening to him. Yep. So if you, yeah. if you kick him upstairs and they respect him as a basketball guy, that that would be why I think they think it might work. We'll see. That's all you can say right now. We'll see. Let's see how it goes uh, real see. quickly. Speaking of the next coaching job for Brad, um, Coach K is retiring. Clap. Thank Not for him. God. Just glad he's gone. Yep. Thank glad God. he's gone. Oh. There you go. There you go, Bill. I mean, you know, five championships. He put, he put his obviously couple gold his... medals. The f- Remember when he collapsed on the court head first? It was awesome. <laughs> I don't care. I'm glad he survived. I wouldn't have laughed if he actually died, but very so... funny. It was like a slow motion head <laughs> very, first collapse. Very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's hard not to not like Mike Krzyzewski as a Duke head coach, but, you know, whatever. He won a lot. He was one of the best at what he did. So, um, see ya. Bye-bye. Brad Stevens, Duke's open up in a year. Okay, quickly, we got to get to the Bruins. Uh, Bruins Islanders, game three. Here's the headlines. Craig Smith is playing. Tuka Smith, Tuka Rask is playing. DeBrusque is on the third line. Lauzon is back. Let me start with Lauzon, Bill. Do you think, obviously, the only – Kevin Miller didn't travel with the team. So, yeah, he's the only guy that's really going to take his place. I don't think to, they're, I don't think they're going to bring back an iron. So, I don't think they like Tenorti. He had a good um, game, what, game four, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my, my kind of game thought five, was sorry, on this five, yeah. was that was a brutal mistake by Lauzon. Uh, maybe they think, maybe they know the kid and benching him will do more harm than letting him get back out there and shake it off. Yeah. And they're going to need him because their, their decor is thin. Their well, decor is thin. You know what? I, I mean, like I said, just stack your, your top two, bury him on that third D pair and fucking double triple shift Charlie McAvoy. 
30 minutes, 35 minutes, you're in, you, you, that's what you got to do. You're going to take him off the ice a lot. I know they play on the same side, but you know, guys who's on the, um, I forget his name, but he's down there. Uh, Connor Clifton can play both right, right and left. So you can start pairing him up there, but you need to stack your two defensive lines and shut down the, the top two pairing. I know you got, you know, you got good four, four lines and Islanders, but yeah, it's, you got to bury him, bury yeah. him, especially in that third period. If you're close, boom, he, he don't let him see the ice in the third period unless he's playing good, but still short shift him, get him off, get McAvoy on the ice as much as you can. And that's going to be the position you're going to get him there. So, yeah. Right. Uh, thoughts on uh, Craig Smith, Tukarask, Jeremy Lausanne. Thank God Craig Smith's back. That second line's needing that rejuvenation because DeBrusque held him back. So it's going to be nice that uh, Craig Smith's back. And he was already uh, warming up today, so he's ready to go. Uh, Tuka, I mean, short leash, like Bill's been saying all day in the Texas change. Short leash, if he looks shaky, get him out early. But uh, Lausanne, I mean, it is what it is. That D's pretty much annihilated right now, so you got to do what you got to do. Uh, boys, we're going to bring in a, uh, guest, a guest to talk a little bit of hockey. Here's, uh, Jack hockey, Jack hockey. Perfect. Jack love, hockey to talk a little hair. bit about game three of the Bruins. Nice to meet you guys. So you're going <laughs> to have to talk into the mic. We only have one mic. Uh, we'll get you, uh, get your initial takes on uh, game three and, uh, moving forward here with the Bruins. Go ahead. All right. Well, as an avid Bruins fan, I'm just happy to be talking about the subject, but um, I think they need to play a, a lot harder, faster, uh, smarter with the puck and decision-making. I don't want to single anyone out, but I think we all know. <laughs> uh, but, but, <laughs> we, know um, we know who you're talking about on that yeah. one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting uh, the way Cassidy kind of tinkers his lines. Um, I'd like to see Coyle have someone to play with. Um, do you guys know where Kuhlman's slotting in? Out. Oh, he's, he's out. Yeah, so they're slotting um, Smith's back, and then DeBrusque, uh, Coyle, and Richie's your third, and then Corrali, Wagner, and Lazan's your fourth. So they got the, they're got they running their full unit that yeah, basically play with Washington. I actually like DeBrusque on that third line. He's got some speed. I know he's – you know, they compared him today on the radio to the uh, pool hockey game or bubble <laughs> hockey that just goes up and back, up and back, because that's all he could fucking do. But at least yeah. that speed – and it, it, I mean – he could chip in. He looked good in that third line. He had two. He's got two goals on there with Coyle and and Richie as well. So, can I and ask? I fucking you, hate him. I, yeah, he sucks. Can I ask you a question though? And this is uh, Jack. You can go here. Is it time we stop talking about Jake DeBrusque? B- at least yes. in these playoffs. Yes. I mean, he makes three to three and a half million dollars for the next couple of years. He's going to have to be a conversation because he's not worth it. But at least in these playoffs, is it time just to stop talking about DeBrusque? He's just the guy out there, right? Like he's not even as good as Lazar or, or someone on, you know, being an impact. So Jack, I asked you the question. Is it, should we just get him off our mind? All right. I think I know where you're coming from. I feel like at this point, we know exactly what we're going to get from DeBrusque. Like, like you said, like he goes up and down. He does. I think he skates hard. I do. So does Ray's mom. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, he's going to give you a goal every, what, four games. If that, that might be generous. Yeah. Uh, generous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think, I think he produced a lot in that, that cup run. Um, he led the team in goals. Yeah. I mean, I think like if, I don't know, I mean, we've given him plenty of time, but like under the right circumstances, you know, the, the blue moon, the full moon, like, yeah. I th- I have like a little bit of faith. Like I think maybe he'll figure it out, but cause I-, I like the way he's been playing. Like he's not getting the bounces, but you can tell like he's hitting people. He- he's skating hard. Like it might come together for him. So maybe just let him, let him be, see what happens. 
That you really... Did you listen to Sweeney at all? Because he has so much potential, you don't want to get yeah, rid of that him. Was <laughs> a lot of, that was a lot of positive take on <laughs> that's Jake. Too much, that's too much positive. <laughs> like at I this said, point, I'll trade him for a fucking water bottle. <laughs> I said this after after the uh, last game that he's a fourth line. He may be a fifth line winger. If he wasn't making $3 million, if he didn't score 29 goals in one season, he'd just be another guy. And I think that's what he is. Um, so we'll see moving forward. Okay, uh, quickly, we'll let Jack go here. What are your keys to uh, to game number three? Um, go ahead. All right, uh, I think it's so simple, but literally just shots on net. I feel like the games we lose, they just don't shoot enough. They're looking for that extra pass. A guy like Krejci, you can really move the puck, but like still, I just think it's simple. You get shots on net, even if it's like a low percentage shot, they add up and the goalie has to field it. And I honestly think that's the key. Yeah, and they begin to have some juicy rebounds. That's what you got to do. Crash the net. Crash the net. Juicy rebounds, juicy, baby. Juicy. Juicy, juicy. All right. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Appreciate it. Let's Thank go, you, Jack. We'll, uh, we'll drain a couple here in a minute. I'm almost, we're almost done. Um, all right, boys. Anything else to add to that? Keys to the game here? No, too good. Like I said, short leash. He's going to play good. If he doesn't play good, uh, it's time for Swayman to come in and save the day. I don't know whose takes were worse, Ray's or uh, Jack's there. <laughs> sounded, they sounded just alike. <laughs> I'd go with Ray. Um, <laughs> all right. Sox won today, uh, Thursday. They, they pick one up Yippee. after dropping. This could Three be the straight. slide, man. June yeah. is coming hard and June is coming fast like Ray's mother. Uh, at least you didn't get swept. You didn't get swept. But and the, name, the game before uh, Thursday is on Wednesday's game. Something called Framber Valdez. Bill, is he on your fantasy team? I've never heard of him, but him he, pitches, he pitches one every like eight days. Framber Valdez outdueled Nick Pavetta, who went six strong, two two earned. You can't. No, it was his first startup, the second startup, the DL too. He's. My point is, you, if you're the, if you're the Red Sox, you can't allow Nick Pavetta to give up two runs in six innings and lose that game. Um, you had Xander Bogarts, who was zero for twenty one going in that game, went zero for twenty four. Finally, snapped it today with what a single. Get- I think yeah, I had a single. Oh. You can't do that. And in that game on Wednesday, the your big four, who you know, uh, Martinez, Verdugo, Bogarts, and Devers, went three for fifteen, no RBIs, five strikeouts, one walk. Bogarts was over, like we talked about. You know, you, you're just not going to survive if these guys hit like that. You can't you, afford you can't. slumps out of all four of these, or three out of the four of these, two out of the four of these guys at the same time. You just can't afford it as as a team. No, especially uh, you know. All- Every game, like you can't have this. If you think about like Kiki Hernandez is still leading off, he's fucking terrible right now. Hunter Renfro, Bobby Dahlbach, all Santana these... got the start to the lead off today. Yeah, and now and now they're yeah. platooning Bobby Dahlbach. Like they have no production out of the you know basically the seven through nine, and then basically your leadoff hitter. You have zero production there. If these guys go on prolonged slumps, you're seeing it. You can't do it in this stretch. You have a decent Yankees team coming in right now that's ahead of you right now. And Tampa looks like the best team in the division, and they're on a fucking roll. So, I mean, this is not the time to do it. This is the – I said it, this make or break, this stretch right here for them because you got to be buyers. You need lineup help. Your lineup outside of those guys, even Christian Vasquez who started hitting early, he's not been great hitting. Great, good, yeah. good defense, but yeah. we all said that we're gonna come back to earth. Like De- that, that wasn't gonna happen. Hit a fucking fastball right now. Devers yeah. cannot hit a fastball right now. Well, Ray, it's not all bad news. Look, this was the first time they lost the series since uh, the A's, which was on May 11th, 11th, something like that. They uh, have only lost three series the entire season. So they've either won or split. Um, They've been nine and six since that May 11th loss. So they're two games. uh, Ray, Bill, I don't know where you're getting your information. They're 
uh, a game and a half up on the Yankees, two back on the Rays, and they lead the wild. Card I saw right him yes, yesterday that I was the Yankees were. Well, they won the day, so maybe that w- there was, it was probably on military there. time though, Bill. So you probably didn't read it right. <laughs> probably not. No, can I say one thing though? The Red Sox have uh, faced the the teams with the like the the most losing records in the league, and that's yeah. You know they played some pretty bad teams. You know, and even Tampa at the time had the worst. You know, they swept Tampa where they just got. I think they they lost six straight. And then I'll they want to, you know, you so know, what I mean, it, I, I'll it, tell you what, though, in baseball, the best teams take care of the shit and go 500 against the best. So we I said this. I think we said this going in June. If you come out of June, uh, Ray, I think you said this. If you come out of June and you're 500 in June, win, especially win. for this team, man, especially for this team. That's a win. And then, you know, you, you, you pick up some speed and some ground on some of the other trash, especially you need the a, AL. Bat. a lot of the AL is trash. Yeah. You need a bat, though. You got to. Yep. It looks more like instead of pitching, you got to start focusing on your lineup. Start addressing it early. Dahlbach probably needs to go down. I'd probably flip in him and Chavis, give him back up, let him platoon. I mean, he's already platooning with Danny Santana right now at first. Dahlbach looks fucking lost. He is 0 for 4 today with four strikeouts. It's fucking he just pathetic. He, I mean, he just might not be the guy. He just might, might not be. Just bring him down. I mean, in the COVID short year, he just came on hot. No one really fucking knew him. They figured him out. He can't hit shit. Throwing breaking pitches. He fucking swings at everything. Yeah. And then Hunter Renfro, you get one every six games out of him. He'll go two for three or fucking hit a jack. Right now, this it's is just, the team, though. And I, I, we're going to go late here. Uh, and I know the Bruins are on. So I'll just let me just put this to you this way. If, if the uh, Red Sox did not get off to that hot start after being swept by the Orioles, would we be talking about like this? Right. So I, I read an article uh, that said the Red Sox should be sellers at the deadline. Erod, Ivaldi, uh, anybody um, in that ilk, you know, um, Garrett Richards, anybody like that uh, kind of older with a contract should be looking to be dealt at because this team is set up to compete in 2022 and then compete consistently for 10 years in 2023. And I don't, and I don't think, I think that's Heim Bloom's plan. And I don't think he's going to get off that plan. So don't expect help anywhere. And I don't expect to see uh, Duran till September. I don't expect to see um, <sighs> Jesus. Sorry, Bill. Who's, who's the number one prospect? The big uh, Tristan Cassius, Cassius. The first, I don't expect to see that guy. He's in double a, but he can make that jump. You know, Jake groom is a name that's been bossed around for years. That is making his way up to the mind. I don't expect to see any of these guys until September call-ups because I think that they're looking ahead. And if, and if this team can compete, um, and push for a playoff spot, then it's just gravy for him. It's just gravy for him. And that's with $198 million roster. That's fucking crazy. And it's disappointing. And if they start a slide here and, and really go in the shit in June, then we will crush them for it. But that's the reality. That's the reality. That's the date. That's the post Dave Dombrowski reality era that we're in. Have so, you backed off your prediction for them? Cause I still got them at 82, 83 wins that, that, that just looks like the team right now. I tell you, I, I really Did don't you have in the world series. Shut up. No, I did not. I had the not White Sox. Not you, Rich. Uh, no, we had White Sox. Oh, we, had White, we had White Sox. Braves was also uh, not yeah. looking that great. Well, White um, Sox are looking good, though. They're in first place. I, I don't totally back off my prediction. I think my original prediction was they should be fighting for a wild card spot, and I think they will do that because I think that the AL East specifically is going to beat the hell out of each other. They're going to keep it close with each other, and the rest of the AL is kind of trash outside of a couple good teams. So I think they can all kind of float. Obviously, if you have a bad injury there in your big four or – you know, at this point, if Pavetta goes down, then yeah, you're fucked like anybody yeah. else with injuries. But no, I think they'll compete for a wild card. I think that they'll be in the hunt for a wild hey, card. Quick question for you, Bill. Um, do you remember during the NFL season when you used to ruin it for Rich and I with the streaming services? Yeah. 
Yeah, one nothing Bruins. Craig Smith goal. Suck. I know. I just looked it on Twitter. You didn't. Suck. This has been the Silver Mind Sports Show Friday headlines, <laughs> uh, June fourth. Uh, happy birthday to my lovely wife. Happy uh, birthday, Ingrid. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, I'm going. What a fucking what a fucking spoiler, Ray. <laughs> I got the same update. Damn it! <laughs>